Hello, and welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to get engaged for the sake of your country. <laughs> this week, we're talking about episodes three and four of Shadow and Bone, season two. In this episode, uh, Conglomerate, a lot of things happen. And yeah. I, I think I just want to raise that from the, the topic episode, Caitlin, is like a yeah. lot of things happen to the point where I was writing the summary for this. I was like, Huh? When does the summary end? <laughs> like, when do we? How do I summarize all of this? How do they pack in um, so much in two episodes? <laughs> and also, what's going on? <laughs> also, good question. Yeah. Um, I'll try to explain it to you now. So, okay. let's start with what's happening in the Shadow and Bone universe. Uh, so, Alita and Mal and her new friends set off to Ravka in Sturmhan's airship, and after a run-in with the Valkra in the fold, the airship crashes and the group is confronted by Ravka's soldier soldiers. It's here that Sturmhand is in fact revealed to be Nikolai Lansov, uh, who is the second son of the Robkin King. Yeah. We saw that uh, coming. <laughs> whoa! I mean, if you've ne- maybe if you've never read the book, you didn't see it coming. I wouldn't have seen it. Like, I think when in the books, uh, it's like a huge shock. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like a fact. I don't know why I stated that. But yeah, if you're watching this again after reading the books, you're probably just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> The group travels to the Grisha Sanctuary, where Alina is reunited with Nadia and Zoya. The Darkling learns of Alina's location, causing David and Jenya to try to escape and warn her. David finds his way to the palace, where Alina, who does not trust him, orders him to be put in a holding cell. Jenya is captured during the escape and mutilated by the Darkling. So... Yikes. (laughs) Alina agrees to marry Nikolai in an effort to unite Ravka, while loving Mal in secret, as all good love all good relationships go, <laughs> yeah. love squares work, you know? It really is a love square at the yeah. end of the day. Like, there's like three men involved. That's what makes it unique from other yeah. young adult books. Three men. <laughs> yeah. Instead of two. Mal tells Nikolai of a sword that might be able to kill the Darklings creatures. Polya, Tamar, and Zoya decide to head to Catterdam to track it down. At Nikolai and Alina's engagement party, chaos erupts when Vasily, Nikolai's brother and the other son of the king, the oldest son, threatens to expose Alina's relationship with Mal. However, before he can do so, the Darklings, Nichevoya, appear and (laughs) rip Vasily apart. Owned! As Alina and the rest of the group hastily evacuate the party venue, Alina runs into the Darkling, who proposes that they ally together. She refuses, and the Darkling orders her friends to be killed. That's a lot. That's just in the Shadow and Bone universe, and that's Caitlin. Just What's going one... on in the Six of Crows? <laughs> that's just one half of the story. Uh, but meanwhile, with our with our crows, we got Jesper and Wylan breaking into Applebrook, posing as repairmen, where Jesper repairs a piano for the Rollinses, and Wylan plays it, and it's really, really cute and wonderful. Uh, Kaz tells Inej that Pekka has killed his brother and that Mogens is hunting her, the assassin from the last episode. She fights and kills him because she's mother. Yeah. <laughs> Knife wife. Uh, Knife wife. Nina goes to see Matthias at Hellgate, where she catches the eye of Pekka, who threatens to hurt Matthias if she does not bring Kaz to him. Nina does bring Kaz to Pekka, but with no intention of betraying Kaz. Kaz then reveals to Pekka upon being brought to him by Nina that he has captured Pekka's son, Albi. In exchange for Albi's whereabouts, Kaz forces Pekka to sign a quitclaim deed for Inej and a confession for the murders of Tanta Helene and Constable Sam. Also, Inej and Kaz are fighting now. Why, I can't remember, but they are. <laughs> Same? <laughs> There's a Can, lot that did you, did you end up rewatching the episodes this morning? I 
I did, but I'm not gonna lie. I only rewatched the crows parts. <laughs> That's fair. That's valid. Those Do you feel the... like you have a better understanding of why Cass and Inez are fighting? Well, I know they're no comment. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, like I know they're arguing because like he's keeping all of like a lot of information from all of them, and he keeps telling Inez yeah. like, "You need to leave. Like, promise me that you'll leave." And you she's need like, to leave. No, yeah. <laughs> she's like no like thanks but no thanks you know and uh but like not telling her why and then he asked like said like promise me you'll be there like when i confront pekka like it'll bring some comfort to him and she's like i got you and then she while they're spreading the fake um disease everywhere she's instead stays behind and saves some indentures and Mm -hmm. so she isn't with kaz and he was pissed about that and she was like, sorry, I think they're okay. But, like, if I remember correctly, he's still, he's still a little mad about that. <laughs> so, a little mad about that. We just smashed yeah. music. You know, they'll get over it. <laughs> so, Caitlin. Yeah. Who are you? Oh, my God. Kate, okay, so. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I'm Caitlin, I think. Um, unless I've been lying this entire time. And I felt the warmth of the sun. For the first time since September yesterday, good times were had. It was 66 degrees outside. I'm happy about it. And Amazing. That's not ignoring the fact that it is now 30 degrees today, but at least we got one day, maybe. <laughs> one day. That's progress. That's a yeah. move forward, you know? Yeah. Who are you? My name is Emberlyn, and mm-hmm. I am spiritually Bagra in the cage in these few episodes. Yeah. The way they're just keeping her in there, like, that first shot of her, like, in the cage, I laughed. Like, like, this is probably insensitive to Bagra, but I laughed so hard. Because <laughs> she's just chilling. She's, like, looking out their window. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> when your son puts you in a cage. <laughs> what the heck? What the, what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> so, I'm really, did you have a hook for these two episodes? For me, it was when David sees Jenya again and he hugs her yeah. to protect her from speaking out of turn in front of the Darkling. Yeah. Um, I'm really, if I'm excited about anything this season, it's their relationship because Agreed. they're like one of my favorite ships from the books and I just love them together. So mm. to see them, to see them together was really awesome. To um, see them. <laughs> just, to, just to see them, period. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that was mine. How about you? Um, anytime that Jesper and Wylan are on screen together, I'm like head in my hands, kicking my feet, and I'm blushing, and I'm like, hee 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 hee, <laughs> like it's them. Because uh, I, I love their characters so much in the books, yeah. but there's just something about seeing them together on screen where I'm just like, oh my god, I forgot how much I love them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and oh, they're yeah. just... Ugh, I, I'm talking more about them later in like one of my peaks, but I they just make me happy, and there's a lot of screen time for them in these two episodes. So I'm just the entire time I'm like, <laughs> literally, they fed us. I feel yeah, like yeah, the, those these two episodes, I just had like a burst of serotonin because we really got to see a lot of them together, and all yeah. of their scenes were like beautiful. Yes, yes. I think some of the very best. good. Yeah, yes, very delicious. Um, <laughs> So, did you have any favorite quotes from this set of episodes, Caitlin? Um, I have a few. Uh, the first one is when Kaz was talking about taking down Pekka, and he says, "You don't take a lion, you don't take down a lion by cutting off its tail." And Jesper goes, "I'm sorry, you've been on a safari when?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just really funny, and it reminded me of like lines in Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, where it's like, 
it's a serious moment but they this is a little sprinkle of humor in there and um yeah. that's that's what that felt like uh right. there's something about the way that Albie Rollins says yeah I did that yeah <laughs> like yeah, when yeah. he says that he cut the, the piano, piano <laughs> yeah and like the way that the um the woman in charge of it was just like how dare you and he's like yeah I did I hate the piano <laughs> I fucking hate the piano it's disgusting <laughs> uh and then just wildly going that's that's really good <laughs> when he's like pounding <laughs> on the keys it reminded me of she's really good yeah i laughed really hard at that um in the uh Kazan and edge scene when he's like helping with her wound and like they're talking about weaknesses and she asks what his weakness is and he says the limp the cane no one's smart enough to look for the real one and i was like help Help ah. me! And then we they look at each other before Nina is like, ah, "Excuse me, what's going on here?" Um, really like that. Uh, Inej has a really it, it was it was really funny because she's going after Mogan's the assassin that tried to kill her, and mm. um, he's like, "You could have rung rung the doorbell," and she goes, "Ding ding!" and throws a knife at him. I was like, "That's that's a good one." It, yeah and then um also in that scene when she says what happens here is up to me and then she kills the guy i'm like good for you good for you take control yeah uh between jesper and wylan when wylan looks at jesper and he goes jesper fahey are you worried about me i'm just like oh, hello <laughs> and just the way he gets up into his face i was like let's go like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. uh, it's because they're both clear. Like at this point, like they're both so into each other, but they're not like, not like saying anything, but like, not addressing the fact that they both mm-hmm. really like each other. But they're both just flirting endlessly with just each other, and it's it's great. It's so great. Um, and they have such great chemistry together too. They really do. Like the, I really feel like the casting of this show is so strong within like yeah. not just like people who can embody their characters well, but people mm-hmm. who just play off of each other well and i feel like i've been watching a lot of the cast interviews lately and they just all have such good friendships with each other and i feel like that really shows in what they do in each scene and just it's also nice to like see a cast that like genuinely enjoys being around each other and like yeah loves each other and it, it just i feel like it adds to the whole story um yeah. a- another line from wylan is when uh he really didn't want cows to know um Albie's name so that the child would be safe and not mm-hmm. be like a part of Kaz's takedown of Pekka Rollins and he says mm-hmm. Albie Rollins can't help who his father is which if you read the books you know that has kind of a double meaning and I just really liked it because it's just like hmm that feels a little personal Wylan <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on there sure does um, and then finally uh, another moment I really liked was um, just like Kaz has gotten everybody together, like, all the crows together to, um, like, say the plan. And um, Jesper kind of goes on, like, this whole rant about, like, here's what you're going to say. And he says all of these things that Kaz definitely wouldn't say. But one of the things that Jesper says is, but it's okay because brothers fight sometimes and stuff like that. And in response to that, Kaz says yes to all of that. And I'm just like... I, I love that so much because if you look carefully, uh, when he's when Jesper like refers to them as brothers, like Kaz very very subtly like almost falters a bit. Like he closes mm-hmm. his eyes for a second and he kind of takes like a step, 
and um it's very small but you can tell like he feels that with Jasper like that brotherly um relationship with him and I've always been like I've always loved their relationship in the books because they have like that sort of connection um mm-hmm. to each other and really Jasper is a lot like Jordy and um you kind of get more into that in Crooked Kingdom and for Kaz to say but otherwise yes to all of that I'm just like I know what you're saying, you see it, but you're never going to say it because that's not who you are. But I just, mm-hmm. I really love that moment because it was so small, but I was like, the brothers. The brothers. <laughs> he validated, he validated it. Yeah. How about you? Do you have any quotes that you liked? Yeah, I had quite a few as well. Um, mm-hmm. So when Kaz tells Inej, Pekka Rollins killed my brother, and then Inej, without any hesitation, says, then we destroy him. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Like, that's love. Um, That's love. (laughs) And then when he's fighting, Kaz is fighting, it's like this great fight scene. And I can't remember who it is, but they're like, my leg, you know? Yeah. Insert the SpongeBob sound. Um, (laughs) And then Kaz goes, I recommend a cane. And then throws a knife at his leg. I'm obsessed. Um, It's iconic. (laughs) Yeah. When they're getting ready to spread the fake disease and they're all putting on um, their costumes and Wyland ends up with this mask mm-hmm. and he goes, it covers up my whole face. And Jesper goes, I kind of like your face. I like your stupid face. <laughs> ah. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, and then I think Pekka says to Kaz, I'll kill everything you love. And Kaz says, the trick is not to love anybody because... Yeah. He's an edgelord, and I respect that. So. <laughs> if anyone's going to be an edgelord, it's going to be Cass. And we'll allow it. So. For real. For real. So, Everlyn, what song would you associate, and do you associate, with Jesper and Wylan? Since we're talking so much about them. Uh, I'm going to say Mystery of Love by Sufjan Stevens. Oh, um, yeah. It's That's just like a lovely little song. Yes. I think I put that on my own Six of Crows playlist because of them. (laughs) It totally belongs there because of them. Yeah. I think I did the same. It's like, how about you? You had a good one. Uh, I said Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac, um, mainly because I've been in a big 70s era (laughs) uh, music-wise lately, but also because... um, it's just such a good song. It's one of my favorites, and it's if you listen to it, and like I won't say all the lyrics, like you probably already know it, or if you don't know, yeah, just go listen to it. But it's just, it. yeah, it's just them, and it's just it's like a very sweet song to me in like the context of them. So mm-hmm. I like it, and it just makes me mm-hmm. happy. And it makes me feel yeah. like all like sunshine and warm and lovely, and I feel like that's what they are, especially with a uh, <laughs> just for calling Wyland Wyland Van Sunshine in the books. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm having a normal reaction to them. <laughs> We're talking about the sunshine in our lives in terms of characters. Is there a character whose face you like? Whose face I like? Um, yeah, actually, uh, this person I love their face so much, especially when his hair is in his face and he's covered in blood. Mm. And yes, here, I'm here. talking about Freddie Carter as Kaz Brecker, not just Kaz, but Freddie Carter, because I feel like he is doing so much justice to Kaz and especially when he's like and he's like angry a lot this season mm-hmm. and um I don't know every time I look at him and I'm just like oh this Kaz oh this Kaz <laughs> and like in his fight scenes like ugh, cover this man in blood 
He looks great. <laughs> He's amazing. I feel like as an like, actor, Freddie Carter's going to go like a really long way. I feel like he yeah. really embodies Kaz right out the gate, even being like a younger actor. Yeah, game. he does such a good job. And like, I, I love it when um, you have people who can like embody these like really dark and like often traumatized characters and just have like this they're not nice people but then like you see interviews of them and they're just like doo, 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 sunshine they're sweet yeah <laughs> and that's how i feel like uh like i like i said earlier i've been watching a lot of interviews with them and i feel like freddie carter is like just like he's just chilling and he's very funny and like witty and but like right. not at all like kaz which makes it like to me even more impressive like how he mm-hmm. is so much like kaz and like it just he gets the character and he gets it yeah he gets yeah. it how about you whose character what character who's <laughs> whose face do you like uh i love zoya's face i love zoya yeah. i love zoya yeah uh in your notes document it's just a huge capital letters zoya <laughs> i love zoya um yeah. when we first saw her at the grisha uh sanctuary i was just like oh here she is there she like, is <laughs> she's here like i love zoya i want zoya to have her own spin-off show i want zoya yeah. to have i want zoya to have everything like yeah truly. she's such an Fiercely. interesting character because in the trilogy you don't like i don't know just all she is is like a mean girl for the most mm-hmm. part and then she starts to warm up a little bit but you don't really think too much about her but then the more you learn about Zoya in later books, I, she just mm-hmm. quickly became someone where I'm just like, I just want to wrap her up and protect her and love her, and the she's realist. incredible. <laughs> and like, yeah. Uh, I I enjoy her so much. So, yeah. Me too. Me as well. Good choice. Good choice. What character would you not mind seeing get ripped in half by the Darkling Steve Javoya? <laughs> Probably the Darkling himself. Is that the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um... I feel like the answer every time we talk about this is obviously probably going to be like the Darkling or Pekka Rollins. Like they are the the yeah. villains of this season. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, That's I think it. if there, <laughs> there are people that are on my shit list right now that aren't characters, I feel like I want to have a conversation with the Netflix executives. I said this last week, but I'll say it again. Like. Yeah. I think I think we need to talk. I think I need to put some time on their callies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have like, well. oh, we got to schedule out a meeting with Emberlyn. and she's got things mm-hmm. to say. I think so. And my, my my opinion is that that important. It's that reputable. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think, um, and this is something I'll talk about in my peaks and valleys. But there are mm-hmm. some changes creatively that I would have made that they didn't make, and the changes they made were not the changes I would have made. So I have beef with them. But yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. Uh, how about you? You're chilling. I'm also chilling. I didn't really, like, I mean, other than the obvious, like you said, yeah. um, I guess maybe Vasily, but. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. He was. <laughs> he was so he was, unimportant to me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, that's why I'm like, him, but, like, he dies anyway, and I'm like, eh, no one really misses him. He was yeah. more of, he was more of a presence in the book, specifically the mm-hmm. second one, and he was Agreed. really annoying because he kind of, like, screwed them all over, but he was here for, like, one episode, and he was kind of, like, gross and annoying towards Alina, and then yeah. he dies by the end of the episode anyway, so you're like, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I didn't have enough time to really hate him. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, I was like, ew, you're icky, but I just didn't have time to, like, get into his yeah. character. 
Yeah. Um, but even in the book, yeah. I remember being like, that really sucks, but. Yeah. You'll not oh, be well. Missed. Best wishes. Good luck to you out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Caitlin, we're going to dive into our peaks and valleys now. Um, what is your first peak for this set of episodes? As I already mentioned, Wesper. I love them. Jesper and Wyland. I almost said Wesper and Jylan. <laughs> they are one person to me. <laughs> Wesper and Jylan. Uh, yeah, they, they're just, they had so much these mm-hmm. uh episodes and i loved it so much at first like i think i mentioned this in our um review of uh, episode one and two but at first i was like i don't know do i like that they put them together already or like because mm-hmm. like they had such a good slow burn in yeah, the books and it was like really it really paid off like by the time they kiss <laughs> it's like oh right. finally so like i love those moments but like the more i thought about it i'm like Eh. with all of the other ships happening and the other relationships happening in this show it's kind of nice to have two characters be in a relationship where they're both happy to be here there's no slow burn at all they're not doomed by the narrative they're just here they're vibing and they're having a great time sometimes right. they'll hold hands and kiss and love each other and it's just nice to have that like amidst like Kazan and Edge and Alina and Mel or if you ship Alina and Nikolai or Alina and the Darkling like they're so like all the other sh- or Jenny and David like everyone else is like I want them to be together but there's so many either like they shouldn't be or mm-hmm. the story's not allowing them to be and it's really stressful but Jesper and Wyland are like yeah there's chaos around them but they still get yeah. to be in love and that's kind of like really representative of their like relationship because they love the chaos too yeah and so it's just nice to like when it gets to them it's just like ah I'm safe <laughs> yeah everything's nice and lovely right I agree with that I also feel like it's just nice like that this is happening so early like the one perspective I have on this is like okay like sometimes like a lot of there are a lot of really good um queer slow burns mm-hmm. um but like it's just nice to have the security that a queer relationship is happening early on I don't know why yeah. but it's just like yeah this is happening like yeah yeah you don't have to wait you don't have to find out you don't have to wonder if you're being queer baited this right. is happening you know and Which even in like the know. first couple episodes like they're already like yeah, yeah they've already been together at one point so. right right which you would know from the books if um if if you were or not being queer baited but like still I think if you're watching the show for the first time it's nice to be like oh yeah you know yeah um, like, and yeah, not okay. have to like wait and have like a will they won't they is this gay moment which is like you right know, like it, it's out it's out um you know yeah um and uh and the, the moment like when they're like um when they break into applebrook first of all when they break in there's like a there's like a longer shot of like there's like a hallway and you just see them like run across but like jesper like scampers across he's like <laughs> like he's like like a bigfoot sighting or something just the way he runs is so funny to me but then like the moment that they share when they're like fixing the piano and then wyland like plays it and the way jesper watches him that mm-hmm. is love that mm-hmm. is how you look at someone you love and it was just ugh, so soft and so sweet and i just i'm happy that they're happy and then for okay. like the well like the opposite of that when Jesper quickly repairs the piano and then Wylan is like surprised because he's like you yeah. didn't have any materials to do that. Like they both surprised each other in that moment with the piano so and cute. I think that's like a really great moment. Like a really great moment. Wow. Completely it's agree. like I feel like in 
some shows and books like there's always like an object that becomes like a symbol of a person's like affection with the other person and there's I think there are probably other ones in Six of Crows but like I'm thinking specifically of like uh Mary E. Pearson's uh Dance of Thieves and the Orange um (laughs) or like the 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 uh the black uh the red silk and the black uh cravat uh cravat in our flag means death so i mm-hmm. feel like the piano could become one of those for them and i kind of love that a lot oh i love that too <laughs> i love it when uh-huh. things just take meaning yeah it's great <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i do too what was um, your first peak i think i liked I liked a lot that they've really humanized Jenya's time with the Darkling. Like, she's yeah. way less complicit looking in the show than she is in the book. Like, in the book, I remember just thinking, like, what are you doing? Like, how is it so easy? <laughs> they made her incredibly vain. It was yeah. like, there's this, like, how is it so easy for you to stay with him? And it's because it allows you to maintain your status and your beauty. And it's just like, I mean, I didn't hate that. I like when a character is complicated in the book, but I also mm-hmm. didn't mind that in this retelling in in the Netflix series she was kind of humanized more and you could see that she was real you could really see if you're like me and you have no media literacy that she's a victim (laughs) just like everybody else um who is under the darkling's power so um that was great for me like I really like that that's it yeah (laughs) I just like that a lot and I also feel like I just love her character in the series a lot yeah it was nice to get the insight to um like her side of things like before Mm -hmm. she gets attacked by the nichevoya and then also just like you can just like what you're saying like you can tell like she's really doesn't want like i think we talked about last episode she's horrified she's always she's constantly has tears in her eyes (laughs) because she's just like she has to go along with it because she doesn't want to be like killed basically Mm -hmm. and um i love that her immediate thing is like she loves David so much she wants him to get out of there but he yeah. loves her so much that he's not gonna let her be alone and he goes along and like they're kind of working together mm-hmm. doing that so yeah <laughs> big fan <laughs> yeah wow uh what was your second peak I really loved how what they're doing with Kaz as mm-hmm. far as like his characterization because I feel like last season he was a little bit too soft for me and I don't even want to give the excuse of like, well, would you like him if you didn't read the books? It's just like, that's mm-hmm. you don't have to like everybody at one point. Like, he can be like an interesting character who's just, you know, kind of a dick all the time. <laughs> and like, that's how he is in the the books where you're just like, what is this guy's problem? <laughs> you know? Right. And then right. you get to know him and then you get to maybe like him more. But I just felt like he was too soft in uh, the first season i mean he had his moments where he was just you're just like ah this guy yeah but he's also just never... like tooling around a lot yeah and uh it was nice to see like like we got a, a couple really good fight scenes in these episodes and it was just nice to see that because he does have that like violent rough side and right. um i liked i love seeing a character be unhinged and yeah. uh, Kaz does it really well, and Freddie Carter as Kaz does it really well. Um, right. So, like, his fight scene with the dregs, where he throws a chair with his cane, incredible. Mm. And, like, just, like, everything you were saying before with, like, the, I recommend a cane, and then he throws a knife, and then just, yeah. again, the way, like, he just looks like a mess, but he is so terrifying looking, mm-hmm. and it's just, 
it, it's good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And just the way he, when he's talking to Wyland and he says, like, I found a solution to all of this. And Wyland's like, what is it? And he looks up and he's got, like, his hairs in his face. He's got blood all over him. And he goes, suffering. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I want that yeah. tattooed on the back of my eyelid. Thank you very much. I yeah. think <laughs> Freddie Carter is killing it. And I, I love that they're kind of tapping into this side of Kaz because we know he's capable of much more. And mm-hmm. um, it's nice to finally see that. That was my second peek as well. Um, uh-huh. Just like being able to watch the fight scene. It was just such a cool fight scene. Like we talked yeah. a little bit last week yeah. about how about some of the slow motion movements in the fight scenes and how like there are times when it was kind of cheesy, but I think it really works here yeah. with his character because you can really see how he moves um, as a disabled person through mm-hmm. the world fighting back against these like really horrible bad people. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I remember like being, I, there were times when I kind of, my eyes kind of glazed over during the shadow and bone parts. But then when that scene came up, I was like really glued to my screen (laughs) because I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like it's a really cool scene. Like it's a cool Mm -hmm. fight scene. It's, it's very HQ. It's very high quality. I think it just goes to show that Netflix really does have the guts to make good television. Yeah. So my Outlook calendar is open. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be waiting for my, my Zoom link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, we're already diving into negative territory, um, which is why I love to be, because I'm a hater first. Um, what was your valley for this pair of episodes, Caitlin? There is so much Crooked Kingdom plot. It yeah. scares me. Me too. Like, so much. <laughs> um. I'm going to let the Kaz tending to Inej's wound slide because it felt more like a prequel to the bathroom scene that happens in Crooked Kingdom. I and hope it, so. I really it, hope yeah, so. Cause it wasn't because it wasn't the scene at all. Like in the books, I mean, spoilers if you haven't read it somehow, but like in the books, like his gloves are off and she's much more wounded and he has to like touch her and rag it. It's like it's way more like detailed and way more intimate than this. But um, this felt more like a, like, if we ever get that scene, like, you can compare it to, like, oh, look how, like, where this happened here first, and look where they came mm-hmm. now. So, it, I'm, I'm okay with it, because it wasn't exactly the scene. I think the only thing that was truly taken from that was their conversation about um, having a tell. And, um, but I'm okay. It's okay. I'll allow it. Um, the however, when I were in Egypt yeah (laughs) yeah but uh when i did first watch it i was like hey wait stop what are we doing (laughs) what's going on but episode four is where the show started losing me not because i was going to stop watching it but because it was no longer i'm having fun it was more of like a oh no i'm watching in fear of how you're gonna screw up my favorite books (laughs) you know like i was i was no longer like we i was more like ah what are you gonna do next you know mm-hmm. and i i know it's not a direct adaption and i know i'm probably eating my words i've said in our six of crows review and probably our past other shadow and bone reviews but to take some of the huge plot points from crooked kingdom and put them in episode four of season two of shadow and bone i was like 
mm, it it doesn't work for me because like I I love the scene with Kaz confronting Pekka. I thought it was amazing, like incredibly acted. I thought it was super well done. I was, like, I had, like, a war going on with myself because one side of me was, like, this is so cool. Oh, my God. This is, like, Kaz is, like, killing it. Incredible. But then the other part of me was, like, why are we here? What are we doing? Why is mm-hmm. this happening already? Because, like, so much needs to happen first. And I right. I just feel like it doesn't have the same impact as it did. in the Like, it happens at the end of Crooked Kingdom for a reason. And... Mm-hmm. I feel like having the multiple flashbacks to what happened to Kaz and his brother isn't enough for you to be excited about Kaz taking Pekka Rollins down like this. And also for Pekka to be taken down so quickly and so yeah. easily because it's he was such a presence in the books because in Six of Crows, he's not there all the time. He is more there through flashback, and you know who he is, and then you do meet him, like, about halfway through, and then at the end. But then he's such a huge presence in Crooked Kingdom, and it's such a big deal because you know what he did to Kaz and the length and the extent of it. And so when you finally get to that point where Kaz has done so much, like, he's gone through the whole ice court heist. He's gone through, like almost losing Inej twice and like just all of all of these things building up to his finally his confrontation with Pekka and for him to be like I want you to remember his name and the whole thing where he makes Pekka think that his son is dead or about to die like it was it was so huge it was such a big deal because so much happened before it right and there was so much at stake and like here it's like it didn't work for me i was just like no no what's this is too early like uh, i don't know i don't i like i i wonder if people who didn't read the books and if you haven't read the books i would love to know your thoughts so comment or do anything so where i can read this did kaz's confrontation with cat with pekka have any like, like, did it make sense? Do, do you understand what exactly happened with him and Jordy? Like, do you know what Pekka did to them besides steal mm-hmm. their money? You know, like, I just wonder if it read as well as it clearly did in the book. And I just, mm, I don't know. And then I feel like so much is happening to where, like, if they do eventually, if we do get to see the ice court heist, like, what stakes do they have to do it, you know? Because, like, yeah. now Inej is free, which mm-hmm. is great, but that was half, mostly, that's the, mostly the reason why she did the ice court heist was so that she could get the money to pay off her indenture yeah, and not do that. And then with Kaz, it was, like, he could get the money, but then also, like, he could, he could be the one to do this and not Pekka, and it was just, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of meaning is being taken from some of the Six of Crows plot mm-hmm. and being used just to be like, oh, well, this is the fans will love to see this. It's like, yeah, I love mm-hmm. seeing it in the context that it should be seen right. in. So right. I don't I don't know. As, as cool as they were to see. I don't I don't I'm not very happy that it happened already. And I was thinking about this today when I was rewatching it. 
when Kaz fighting the dregs again, great cool scene. But so he's not even part of the dregs at this moment. And yeah. he's overtaking their gang and he's like, You're with me now and I'm like, Wait, wait, wait. That was like a whole huge thing at the end of Crooked Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, dude. Uh they they started losing me. They started losing me. So Yeah. I, can I be a part of that uh, meeting you have with Netflix? Yeah. My calendar's yeah. also open. Send me the invite. Well, I guess my question, because I actually stopped watching after episode four. I have to go back and watch them in preparation for our next couple of reviews. But I'm mm-hmm. curious, like, does Pekka Rollins play any larger role, like, throughout the remainder of the season? He He does. Okay. Which, that's why I was like, okay, so that's where he's coming in. And I could see how they could eventually do something i don't know i don't know but i i just it didn't i'm not happy <laughs> i'm i'm i get you I'm not, <laughs> i don't know if i'm that happy either my valley is kind of like the same i guess overall i just i think i would have enjoyed a more direct adaptation of the novels mm-hmm. or should i say so far i think the books take the cake for me yeah. Somebody yeah. mentioned to me that it seems like maybe they are trying to fit a lot of that storyline in because they're afraid of Netflix shopping them. So mm-hmm. they want to get as much of that plot in as possible before that happens. Um, then and just... if that is the intention, it's a it's not like a well executed idea because like yeah. it doesn't work. Like everything you just described, it doesn't like the Crooked Kingdom storyline doesn't work as the next sequence of events after everything that happened last season. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you that, like, there's no... Like, as somebody who doesn't really remember Crooked Kingdom um, at the time that we're talking about this, I feel like it didn't... Like, the whole scene with Kaz and Pekka didn't really have any weight for me. And I kind of was like, okay, like... Wh-. You know, like, I feel like cool. in those flashback sequences, which, sidebar, I think maybe could be less corny um thank you <laughs> i feel like we're we don't even i'm not we haven't even connected the dots yet that um jordy has died like from this virus on account of pekka's cruelty like i feel like we i agree i feel like exactly what you're asking did it read my yeah. response just as a hater is <laughs> No, it kind of didn't. Like, I yeah. feel like I didn't get that. And then when we got to that scene, I was like, wow, you're such a badass, Kaz. But then I was like, wait a minute. This all hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just it like, just... if I were, if I didn't want to jump right into the Six of Crows ice court heist yet, if I didn't want to do that, I would just re, I would write creative, I would write original content for the Crows this season, since it seems like the focus is really yeah. the Shadow and Bone plot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it just, to me, it seems like the writers clearly want to write a Six of Crows spinoff, and it mm-hmm. seems like that's what they've wanted to do from the beginning, and for whatever right. reason, they, they did just Shadow did and Bone, right. <laughs> and they did both, decided to do both of them, where I'm just like, if if this is what you wanted to write to start with, mm-hmm. why not? And I'm again, I'm sure there were, like, reasons why they right. couldn't, but, like, it's what were those easier. reasons? I feel and, like it's way yeah. easier to adapt just Six of Crows and provide some lead-in from the Shadow and Bone universe for Grisha yeah. than to, like, go batshit insane and, and try, to, try to do too much, try to have too many cooks in the kitchen. 
right again <laughs> too many cooks <laughs> uh, we've been saying that a lot lately <laughs> yeah but and it's true all the time it's now it's <laughs> true all the time uh again if you haven't watched it go watch the too many cooks adult swim sketch it's brilliant <laughs> and we reference it all the time because there are truly too many cooks in the kitchen and i just feel like okay yeah if you're if you're not gonna do if you're not gonna start with six of crows because you feel like you need to explain like what Grisha are fine mm-hmm. I get it whatever but people read these books without reading the Grisha trilogy we could yeah. figure it out trust yeah. your audience to be smart enough to figure these things out yeah because I have so my aunt also watches this show and so does my uncle my aunt read the books my uncle did not and she said there were so many things she had to explain to him <laughs> this season because she's like do you know why he's going after this guy do you know what happened to him and his brother and he's like no i don't yeah and it's not clear yeah unclear it's not and clear it really the flashbacks because what what makes me mad about the flashbacks is like and i from the get-go like i was like oh we're already doing his backstory but then the mm. way they just kept cutting back to it it just it didn't feel right to me and it yeah. felt like you said kind of corny because it we corny. it's it's like a cheap trick to be like oh now we're telling you this side of the story and to have like like the white uh oh that made me so mad the filter around like yes i know this is a flashback i don't need the little dreamy (laughs) i hated Hmm. that i I wonder if this is a flashback i wonder if this is now or if this happened so many cinematographers there are so many like very i think tasteful ways you could have done that um i I think it would have been cinematically pleasing yeah I think it would have been better if they just devoted, like, part of an episode. These episodes are, like, an hour long each. Yeah. If they they could have just taken the time to devote an episode to tell the story, like, as a whole. Right. And I feel like it would have been so much easier to understand because instead you're going flashbacks to, like, him and his brother holding hands, to mm-hmm. Kaz seeing a magic trick for the first time, to his brother making a deal with Pekka, and Kaz is watching Saskia do a little magic trick. And then I all don't of a think sudden, you get enough. Yeah. I, it, but, like, it goes back and forth, like, a few different times, and they use, like, the same clips a few times, too, where it's just, like, what's the order? And yeah. do you understand? What makes me mad is I don't think people are understanding why Kaz wears the gloves. And that's such a huge thing, and I don't think you get that at all. I've seen the whole season at this point, and, like, I, I'll talk about it more when we get to another episode, but I don't think you get that at all, and it makes me mad. Yeah. I, so I'm just like, hello, <laughs> this is a huge thing. You don't know why. Yeah, I also, I mean, I feel like there's a lot going on in terms of the sequencing now, too, because now, and it would have been one thing to go back and forth between the Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows storyline, but now you've got Shadow and Bone, Jenya and David with the Darkling. Um, mm-hmm. You've got uh, the Six of Crows storyline, and you've got these flashbacks that Kaz is having. That's like a lot to all be right. focusing on in like one episode yeah. each week. Like, that's a lot. a lot. Like, I just, I mean, I agree with you. I feel like if they had done an episode of like a younger Kaz and, and like a and Jordy, and they just had that be the plot of the episode, yeah. Great. great. Like, it would have been great, you know? But yeah, I, I don't even like think it, you could. I don't even think you could be mad. Like, oh, why are we talking about them? I feel like a lot of people would be like, yeah, no, I want to know what his whole deal is because you don't know, yeah. and I don't think you right. still know, <laughs> you know. Right. So in terms of continuity, it's just it's kind of a bust for me. Um, and then I want to come back 
so from the shadow bone side of things, I kind of want to come back to my valley from last week because I hope my criticism makes significantly more sense. I wish more than anything. So last week I said that I really didn't appreciate Sturmhan's introduction, which we now know is Nikolai's introduction. I didn't like that at all. Like, I Mm -hmm. wish more than anything that they disguised Nikolai in some way that makes his likeness completely unexpected. It's giving Perry the platypus. Like, at the part where he's like, (laughs) he takes off his pirate suit and he's wearing his, like, Rothkin uniform underneath for some reason. And then they're like, Perry the platypus? You know, it's like, it's like like taking fedora off. It's like, how did you not know it was him? (laughs) It's like in Marvel movies when they got to disguise themselves, so they put on a hat and sunglasses, and they're like, no one knows who we are now. (laughs) Literally, it was so insane. And like, I was, this was the thing of all of the things this season that I was probably the most excited for, and I kept talking to you about Caitlin. I was like, how are they going to do that? How are they going to make him look different? Like, that's a really cool scene (laughs) and a phenomenal opportunity, like, to do some really great, um, uh, like, makeup. And they didn't do that at all. And it made me sad. Like, really sad. And, like, also his actual introduction, like, at the very beginning, the way he's in the room and he turns out to be the person that sought out uh, Alina and paid the crows to do this work. Um, that also bothered me because I just felt like I, that's not how I, that's not how I want to see him for the first time. That's not how I want to see Nikolai's face for the first time. I want to see him when he pulls off like a nose, like a prosthetic nose and like, guess what? He's the prince of Raka, you know? So for Mm -hmm. him to just be like there and just like, (laughs) again, he's just wearing a hat, like (laughs) in like a green, in like a nice green ring. I'm like, what is he doing here? Get, go, leave. Like, why did he have to be the one that found them? Like, it, he didn't have to be. He could have just been the guy yeah. from last season. Like, I don't, you know, like, it seems like they just, it seems like that was never the intention to begin with. So, yeah. I was like, um, so there's that. I'm okay that. with him being the guy who paid to get them to get Alina. Like, I'm okay with that, but I, I don't think he, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't like that that's how we first saw him in that scene. It's just, it's annoying. <laughs> it's like, I don't, like, this is not how I want to know who this is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For me... I don't, like, I really, I understand that it seems like the only thing they pulled from the bathroom scene is that dialogue, but Mm. my question then is, like, why do it at all? Because now I don't know. I don't know if you're going to actually ever do the bathroom scene because you've done this now. Like, I, and so when this is all happening, and I also just, mm, like, I wish that, they hadn't had that closeness yet even if it's not the bathroom scene like no you know so I that just like when that happened I was like what are y'all doing like I just I lost all trust in the creators of the show I was like this is not necessary I don't know what you're trying to give us but there are other things you could have given us like this is just what bothers me the most about it is the erasure of Inez's trauma yeah like like we're not getting like She's not a fan of touch either, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, it almost feels like it's, like, she's cool to be close, but he's not yet, but you don't know why. But it's, like, that was their struggles. Like, they both are touch-averse for two very different and very dramatic reasons. Right. And it just feels like they didn't do anything with that last season. And, like, I don't know. I just... I worry. <laughs> I also feel like... 
I see the intention to set up something larger, like a Six of Crows spinoff, but I don't think this is the way to do it. Like, if you're trying to reserve some of your major plot lines for a Six of Crows spinoff, this is not the way. Because I feel like you're, you could potentially, like, destroy the integrity of the whole show by doing this and potentially make it so that you don't end up with a a spinoff period, which I hope happens. But I just, I feel like, the fact that we have to go through this to get to that point, like, yeah. if if that's the case, that's a waste of money and time. Thank you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I also, I feel bad saying this, and this is, I guess, the point, is, like, I, lo- I think a Six of Crochet spinoff would be great, but at this point, and I feel so bad saying this, and this is why I say waste of money and time, but the Shadow and Bone storyline is boring the fuck out of me. And yeah. I mean that with love, but I just, I I don't know if it's because I don't. I already know what's going to happen, or if it's because it generally just doesn't interest me nearly as much as the Six of Crows storyline. But whenever yeah. it was on television, whenever we'd switch back to them, I was just like, okay, like yeah, no, I feel the same way. <laughs> so astronomically indifferent. Like I feel like this wasn't the story to tell in this uh, universe, and it just doesn't work for me um, at all. And yeah. I also just feel like, I don't know. It's to the point where I'm getting bored even when I'm watching the Six of Crows scenes because they feel like they're not the priority um, yeah. in this show. So I that's a little, that is, not, not a little, it's like super irritating to me. I think <laughs> in attempts to differentiate the series from the book that the writers unfortunately made everything slightly more predictable, but in mm-hmm. a way that's like not sequenced properly. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm disappointed. Like, I, I'm not surprised because this is Netflix. But I definitely Netflix, feel yeah. like, I feel like th- I'm a little cynical about the world we live in where it's so easy for people to pick up other people's creative property and just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> So, (laughs) all right, cool down a little bit. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way, though, because I feel like it's, like, they're just using this to get their spinoff that they want. And at this point, do I want you to be writing a spinoff if this is what you're doing already? Like, I don't know. Do I trust you to do a spinoff? Are you going to do it if you do? If you get your spinoff, are you going to do it correctly? Mm -hmm. I don't know, because I can't Mm -hmm. trust you anymore. And it just, like... You know, there's, like, a full push. Like, I've seen a lot online. It's like, you know, the first 28 days are so critical. Like, you want more. Yeah. If you want your possible spinoff, then you got to keep watching. I'm like, it shouldn't depend. Be like this. On, yeah. It shouldn't be like this. I'm, <laughs> sure that the, I'm sure that the writers have no power over what no. Netflix decides yeah. goes on air. Because it seems like the writers really wanted to write this story, you know? Yeah. The Six of Crows story. But I completely agree with you. Like, okay <laughs> like then just so, do it <laughs> so just do it yeah do it in your backyard yeah what's wrong with you guys yeah. kickstarter kickstarter i mean you have the actors now you can just do yeah. it it's not like netflix is doing anything for you in terms of special effects like be fucking for real so we have our tier list for this week caitlin mm-hmm. uh do you want to tell us what tiers we have yeah so our tiers for shadow and bone are at the tippy top we have Wee! Wee! <laughs> uh uh, at the, right underneath that, we have nice, like like Taylor Swift, like nice. Um, then in the middle, like for neutral, we have I'm just here for a good time. Uh, uh, the second to, from the bottom is, I guess, 
And then at the very bottom, we have, right, what's all this then? Because what is all this then? What is all this then? (laughs) So I kind of think you have an idea of where I'm going. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm kind of somewhere in between, I guess, and right, what's all this then? Yeah. Because (laughs) I'm like a little, I'm a little, a little, I'm a little bit irritated about all this. Um, So that's where I am. I'm going to put myself, so it's not difficult for us to like, put these in the actual categories i'm gonna say i guess yeah i'm i'm the exact same way because i am kind of in between i guess and right what's all this then but watching these two episodes i was just like i guess (laughs) like i guess that's what you're gonna do i guess i guess we're in crooked kingdom now. we're here now even the whole fake plague plot they used and i'm just like oh my god i forgot about that that really pissed me off like that was like like that really made it i think that made me more mad than the kaz and pekka scene because that is like cinematically beautiful scene in the book yeah and it's such a ugh, and it's such a big deal because like one of my favorite parts is when Kaz looks at Inej and says i told them to hit the menagerie too and she just like smiles (laughs) and she's got like like ugh. I don't know. They're, they're just, like, at this point, if they do get their Six of Crows spin up, then what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. Exactly. so much. Yeah. And how do, you, how do you set all this up now that you've done this? Because. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Okay. I guess. So, yeah. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at for these two episodes as well. So, we ended in a storm of rage, justifiably. Um, yeah. But that's okay. Sometimes you gotta be critical of the media you consume. Female rage okay. is essential to society. <laughs> you know what it I mean? Is. Yeah. If we weren't allowed to, you know, have a little have a little hater moment, then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what then? Um. So thank you for listening to Live by Moonlight. Tune in next mm-hmm. time when we review episodes five and six of Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll be in better moods then, but probably not. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right, thanks for watching. Bye. <laughs>